see you've turned the microphone on. I would like to make a lot of noise right now. Oh. If you don't mind. Award Boundary Review. With Bird Company. So, here we are. Uh, what, two months of uh, hauling ass around Toronto to attend some dry, sometimes interesting uh, meetings. <laughs> What's, uh, what are your thoughts? What did you see? The one thing that caught my, caught my attention was the, was the different uh, uh, levels of engagement throughout the city on this award boundary review. Um, like that first meeting in Scarborough. That first meeting. Now, I, I keep hoping that the timing of it uh, really affected the, the turnout because the mm-hmm. because the setup of the public meetings, uh, they had they had the two they had public meetings, three public meetings set up for the four community councils, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the Scarborough Community Council and the Etobicoke one were before. Christmas, just before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so, I'd like to think that maybe that that dampened some of the turnout mm-hmm. in those places. But yeah, the the first the first one in Scarborough um, was <laughs> sparsely was, sparsely populated. It, it was interesting to go into. Um, I I had honestly really expected at least a few more people, and to walk in, and there were lots of people. But then to quickly see how many of them were wearing the name badges that meant they were part of the yeah. consultant team. And then Councillor Ainsley, which, you know, I love Councillor Ainsley, but for this purpose, I don't think he counts. Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, some of the usual cranks and uh, yourself and, and me was, uh, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, well, we did the count on that first one we went to, right? On the Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, in Scarborough, somewhere deep in Scarborough. And <laughs> was it Cedarbrae? I think, I think it was, it was the Cedarbrae yeah, Community yeah, Center. Yeah. And I think at the the final tally, we, we decided that there was one person from the public who wasn't really connected in any way to the consultants group or... Or uh, city uh, employed staff. by city staff or employed by uh, a federal... Uh, uh, elected official, right, right, or yeah, right, yeah, and so there was one person I think that they were they were speaking to, yeah, uh, and and he even brought the newspaper, like the the, the local Scarborough paper, um, to show he's like, well, I saw your ad, and that's why I'm here, right, right, yeah. outreach, <laughs> outreach, uh, but again, I, I I think a little bit of it. Uh, I think a little bit of it was the timing. It was just dis- mid-December. It was freezing. You know, it, it was it freezing. Help. And also the you know the election just happened. So I don't you know mm. I don't think I don't think people were really pumped, gearing up, gearing <laughs> up for to be engaged. But you know that said, I I, I, I mean we've talked about this that that it it seems to be indicative of the level of public engagement in in parts of the. The inner suburbs, because and, and you went to more meetings than I did, but but the one Scarborough was sparsely populated uh, or attended, not populated, attended. Um, and the one in Tobacco, there were a few more people, right? The one we went out the following week. Yeah, and and, and so one of the guys at the first one in Etobicoke, um was a volunteer in one of the local councilors' offices, right? Right. Uh, Fords and. Uh, and one of the other guys said that he worked for one of the MPs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there were two people at that one who weren't us. Right. And there, were, there was that one guy, right, who used to live in the city, and then he, he oh, I forget, I forgot his name. I have his card somewhere, but he, he now lived in Guelph. But he, he'd done his own calculations, right? And, oh, and, that guy. And, yeah. And then he, he'd come up with, oh, I, I think he came up with somewhere. What was it thirty? Five to forty councillors. He he thought we could do with a with the redistricting. Well, let let's talk about let's just talk about the history of, okay. of how we got here. Just and then yeah, um, which we just learned ourselves. <laughs> but this, so how far do you want to go back? <laughs> well, I mean, is is the fewer municipal politicians act a good spot to 
Right, right, right. Well, this this thing was, as we just discovered today, like it was initiated in the latter part of the Miller administration, right? We mm-hmm. in, in April of two thousand and ten, um, in response to a, the operating budget, uh, yeah. uh, they requested staff to come up with a report on the uneven distribution of awards. What I found interesting about that, uh, when when you found that, was, so that was like mid-April of 2010, mm-hmm. but uh, the very day that Rob Ford uh, joined the race, he came out saying, I'm going to cut the number of counselors, right. which was about a month before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it was in reaction to that, but it was also, I, I, and clearly it was time because, you know, going back going back a little bit more like we know how we arrived at, at the number of wards and there were mm-hmm. uh it was all kind of a hurried up mishmash right because when we amalgamated in 97 we just 97 yes 97 right amalgamation 97 they just they, they ended up with 56 counselors in that first that for the first term of amalgamation right so and that and that was cut down because wasn't it almost 100 counselors before amalgamation well, across the six municipalities yeah it might have been I, I, I'm not sure but I don't know the history of that but so yeah. they arrived at 56 how they had 28 wards and two two counselors from each Correct. ward and I think what they did yeah. and they realized that was unworkable uh, mostly because I, I think the provincial government, Wanted fewer counselors, so then, so then in two thousand, for for the two thousand election, they had just roughly gone with the provincial ridings that were based on the federal ridings, mm-hmm. which were well, wasn't that Tony Clement's I think whole so. thing? I, I, he, I, I, he brought forward the legislation, right? And so they just they just followed the 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 ridings, which were twenty two mm-hmm. in, in Toronto, and then cut them, just cut them in half. So arbitrarily, we had, uh, yeah, yeah. arbitrarily, we ended up with forty four counselors, mm-hmm. and so we hadn't actually looked at it uh, since two thousand. Uh, so this is a long overdue process, anyway, yeah. and and. And one of the one of the trigger points uh, is is this is a provincial law based on the courts that that you can't have a variance of more than twenty five percent between well, above the average is that what it is above or, or below above or below the average right so you can't have uh, one ward with more or less than twenty five percent of the average number of residents per ward yeah and we were. It, uh, I think it was actually under, yeah, in, so in 1991, there was a Supreme Court of Canada case um, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the court's decision uh, at the end was that uh, the right to vote under Section 3 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms uh, guaranteed Canadians the right to effective representation, which is where that 25% variance either way uh, came into being, um, uh, because uh, Relative parity of of right. votes. Right, right, and and the thinking is that if if you have more than that, then 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 one person's vote mm-hmm. doesn't count as much as another person's vote, depending yeah. where they live. So, yeah. so we wanted to, and I think ideally what they want to do is to try and bring it within ten percent on either way. Right, you can't yeah, that you can't come like perfect. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But and now we're sitting at some of the wards are what we're, we're nosing up on a couple of the wards like forty five forty five or yeah. John Fillion's ward is he's got like eighty eight thousand people yeah. or something yeah and and I was doing this for the piece we wrote um, but I think it's I think it's uh, Ward twenty nine Mary mm-hmm. Fragadax's ward Toronto Danforth has almost half of what Fillion's does it's something like forty four thousand so it's almost yeah. half as many people so. Clearly, the people in Fillion's ward mm-hmm. vote doesn't count as much yeah. as somebody's in Fragadakis's. So, so this was long overdue anyway. So it was initiated in 2010 with staff report, mm-hmm. which I think came back in 2012. I so. I, I came back in two. I think I think it did, mm-hmm. but the, the council itself didn't deal with it. Yeah, and and get this this uh, ward boundary review. Uh, going until June of 2013, right? That's the, that was the vote, mm-hmm. and you were at that. You were at that that thing, and 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 it became a battle between Rob Ford basically wanting the ward boundary review, yeah, 
to to look at and look only at cutting the number of counselors, right? But you you know better than I do, so. Well, and and part of that was spurred too by the Toronto Taxpayer Coalition uh, petition. Um, so there's uh, so that was yeah that was in um, July I think of 2013 right. when when that happened. Um, so there's a, a portion of the City of Toronto Act that uh, allows um, a petition a petition to redivide the ward boundaries right. uh, if you can get 500 signatures. Right. Right. And um, I think the Toronto Taxpayer Coalition got 1,200. Yeah. And then they said, you know, some other people also signed online. Um, but uh, uh, under under the City of Toronto Act, um, council then has 90 days to respond right. or else uh, the, the petitioning member um, can of the public can appeal to the OMB, right. you know, which everyone hates. And so. we know, and we know from the, the Ottawa experience, right? The OMB yeah. can can yeah. scuttle uh, yes. uh, cities' plans to uh, for redistricting. At that time, Mayor Ford was petitioning to not just have council cut in half, uh, but to follow the federal boundaries and have twenty five councillors. Um, and during that debate, a big part of it was exactly that of. Um, if we uh, don't learn from Ottawa, uh, what will happen is the OMB will make us do it all over again. Right. So, right. you know, you're against gravy. This is exactly gravy, this bad planning. And that if you specifically set the terms to seek only to cut, you know, there are all these principles of voter parity and effective representation. Right. And and we may not be able to, to comply with that. And then it ends up costing tens of millions of dollars fighting it at the OMB. Um, And so the end result was to expand the terms to just look at what is the right number of wards and representation for the city of Toronto. Right. Um, Which was very much reflected in uh, the consultant's process. Um, Not only did they ask, you know, um, what are areas where your current ward kind of cuts communities uh, into you know pieces despite neighboring wards because things have changed significantly right, since right. 2000. Right, um, right. Uh, but it was also you know one of the questions was how many uh, constituents to councillor should there actually be? Right. Um, and and one of the other questions again, which might seem redundant, but it did uh, give people pause sometimes was to ask them, you know, well, how many councillors do you think there should be on council? Right. Um, and I think that that was an effort to balance those those sort of differing demands. At a few of the meetings that were a little bit better attended... Peanut gallery. I know. <laughs> um, uh, the, the meetings that uh, began after the break, um, so mid-January, um, it was interesting to see people take that moment and reflect when... You know, they would say, "Well, I think fifty thousand people." Uh, that seemed to be a number that came up a lot. Of I think fifty thousand is a good number right. of constituents, and having them sit and think. So, okay, well, in two thousand and thirty-one, the projected population of Toronto will be three point two million people. So you do understand that that what you're asking for is sixty-four councillors. I found it interesting how many people were when framed that way. Because um, if you were to go to them at the beginning of the meeting and say, well, it sounds like you want 64 councillors, they would backpedal. Right, like, oh right. my God, that's completely yeah. untenable. Um, and and yet when it was framed with, well, how much do you think your councillor and their staff can actually do? It's like, yeah, I think 50,000 is a good right. number. Um, and even though it was definitely outside of the scope of the, the consultant's uh, mandate, um, you know, there were a lot of concerns expressed of the bigger council gets. Like, these people don't know how to get along. They don't know how to work together and make right. decisions for a city that are good. Um, well, I think I think that's... I, I mean, I think there is always a threat of, of, of a council getting unwieldy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Correct me if I'm wrong here, but what isn't part of the mandate in this award boundary re- review mm-hmm. was... Rejigging the type of governance yeah. we have here, yeah. like so, there, there's going to be no talk of well, do we, do we start electing at 
large councillors mm -hmm. and uh, like sort of reforming a metro council, which I think a lot of people would like to see again. Um, well, there was there was one woman who um, came out to the East York. Uh, she came out to the downtown meetings and then a couple of the North York ones. Um, and uh, she's part of a group that's pushing for a New York borough style. Right, right. And they want to cut council. I don't know where they were getting these numbers from, and I couldn't really get it from her. Um, but they were saying each counselor costs us $400,000 a year. Right. And so 64 is just uh, absolutely absurd. Right. Um, Even though it would be pennies, like it would be minuscule in, in terms of what... an $11 billion dollar yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to hear them saying, you know, they want more power to sort of community councils right. with community representatives. Right. Um, which, whether that's practical or not, I do always appreciate when... There are groups of citizens saying we want to be involved right. in oh, yeah. the governance yeah. of citizens, and unfortunately, like we said, that that's not going to be part of this part of this oversight or this review. Right? And they well, made that very the right. the people doing the presentations made that very clear right. at every meeting. Right. Yeah. What did you What did you Because you you went to about eight, yeah. didn't you? eight of yeah. the twelve, and what what was your sense of the consultants' presentation? Um, I think they did a really good job of being consistent. Uh, but what I did appreciate was as the meetings went on and there were certain types of comments that I think they started to expect of, look, this is a thing that people bring up. And so we'll let you know that, you know, X, Y, and Z is not something that we're able to comment on or do right. anything about. Right. Um, because that's just outside of our scope. Um, and But then there were other things, like the first meeting that we went to, the one in Scarborough, you know, Councillor Ainsley did ask them, well, what are you doing to take into account undocumented residents? Right. Like, right. let's just accept that we all have these. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he even said, you know, uh, m my population in my ward, uh, if you take that into account, just went up by 10,000 people. Right, right. You know? Mm -hmm. um, right. And while the consultants made it clear that the population numbers that they're working from were the uh, 2011 census data, right, right. which, of course, doesn't take into account. Um, but they, they did incorporate into later presentations of this is also something we're thinking about that, um, depending on which part of the city that you're in, even though your official population you know, on paper might be 50,000, there's a good deal of, of needs that need to be met by counselors. Right. Uh, you know, it, just because somebody doesn't have paperwork doesn't mean they don't ride transit or, or use city services or need them. Right. Um, and right. so that needs to also be taken into consideration. And I, ha I think it helped all of those kind of uh, changes and, and uh, sort of additional information when clarifying what the consultation was about. I think they helped shape the conversations more positively right. as mm -hmm. they went along. Right. Because um, I did notice as the meetings went on, the quality of feedback got a bit better. Right, right, right. In, instead of, so that first one, that first one that we went to in Etobicoke, um, right. where the, the guy who said he was a volunteer from one of the local counselor's offices... Uh, the the guy who had the rant about statistics. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, I, I remember him well. <laughs> yeah, what? but but he, you know that kind of feedback where it's like, no, just cut it. Right. I, I don't right. care about anything else. Just cut it. I right. don't like government. And I don't care about your statistics. The Ford narrative did did hang over these, mm -hmm. the ones I went to anyway, where mm -hmm. there there were. Even if it was just one, there was, you know, strong expression of of a desire to cut every to cut council in half. Well, that and and that that goes to the bigger issue too, uh, the 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 change in tone and and who attended these meetings and, and, and certainly based on the the North York one, I, I didn't attend any of the ones that were downtown East York, uh, Toronto East York ones, um, so you'd have a better idea of that. But the the room was was full of people who largely are engaged, uh, in some ways, in a, in, a, in a an official capacity in mm -hmm. terms of being like resident so yeah, yeah. resident association president or business yeah. association president. So, so the quality, like you said, the quality of feedback certainly in North York was was 
Yeah, and and I noticed after the break. Um, so the first one that I went to in the new year um, was in East York. Um, and again, much better attended and more counselors were there, right. which is also something I want to touch on. Right. Uh, so that one had Fregadakis, uh, Fletcher, uh, Janet Davis, and who else? Mary Margaret. Was yes, she, she, was. she was. She there. was sitting right near me. And right. Jane Farrell, Jane who Farrow. ran in Ward 30, she right. also came out mm-hmm. and, of course, had excellent feedback. Um, but there were also more just residents. Right. The commentary around... You know, well, should we just match the federal boundaries? It'll be a lot easier. Um, or, you know, match the federal boundaries, but do the cut in half thing again. Right. Um, and there was a little more resistance uh, wh- if anybody did bring up, you know, yeah, yeah, just 25 counselors along the federal uh, boundaries. Um, there was more resistance to, well, but is that actually what's best for us as a city? Does mm-hmm. this meet our needs? Mm-hmm. Um, which... Uh, did not happen at, in the Scarborough and Etobicoke no. meetings. And I think part of that is it, it just lower attendance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, well, interesting thing, and then we talked about after, um, after the North, North York meeting, who out there is shaping our local democracy? And, and uh, as we pointed out, it it's, tends to be the people who vote in large large numbers mm-hmm. you know white fairly affluent mm-hmm. um older older people yeah um, yeah were that out. was that was an interesting part of it to see the median age was nearing seniors yes you know um made me feel young yeah there was a lot of white hair and white skin <laughs> uh, to put it bluntly right um, and, 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 and I kind of mentioned this on Twitter over the course of it, you know, trying to get people like, look, I know this is not a sexy topic. Um, and, and it is going to be a boring meeting, but it's important because if you don't come out, one of my concerns is one of the loudest voices in that room for many of the meetings was a local crank. But that's, that's been something that's a wall I bang against pretty frequently of, uh, if you, someone who is reasonably informed and able to, to consider uh, the actual needs of the city p- past your ideology, if you don't come out, you know who does? Mm-hmm. The guy who's a crank and hates everyone and hates government. Yeah. And they have to. If he's the only voice talking, that's what gets put down on paper. Right. They were uh, letting everyone know at the beginning of the meetings... Uh, how many of the online surveys had been filled out. Right. Mm-hmm. So before the new year, I think it was around 100 right. at uh, the last one that I went to. Um, not great for mm-hmm. a site that had been up for, you know, a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed during the holiday break, there was a good deal more uh, media coverage. Right. Of uh, which... I think helped uh, all of the major dailies, you know, at least had something talking about, this is a process, you should know about it. It's boring, but it matters. Um, And then after the break, uh, at the first meeting, um, the consultants let everybody know, hey, by the way, we've had 150 filled out. And at the last one, I think they said they were over 450. Right. Right. Which, that's good progress, but it's also kind of weird to think about in a city that has what? What are, are we? Two point six million people. Yeah, something people? like that. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred and fifty are the loudest voices. Right. But I think, uh, and you had the you had the quote at the East York one, that <laughs> Councillor Fragadakis. Uh, and you, you 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 have it better than I do. But she. I I wrote it down as she was saying it. Partly just. Uh, you know, I was I was tweeting the meetings as they were they right. were happening, um, at least in areas where there was cell reception. You know, <laughs> God bless church basements for you know giving their space for to do things, but uh, deep in the heart of Scarborough and 20 feet below ground, not good coverage. But um, yeah, Mary Fregadakis, and this really stood out to me as as a quote, is I feel like. In the, what, we're, we're going on eight years now of uh, me hanging out at City Hall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, 
uh, you know, following stuff. And and in that time, <laughs> this one sentence encapsulate, encapsulates all of Toronto in that her question was, do you think you'll get more public involvement when there's something to criticize? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and because this was, this was really quite a, uh, I, I don't know, a theoretical exercise. Because, you mm. know, one of the questions they, the consultants asked was, well, is there anything wrong with, uh, with how your ward is currently drawn? And some people had some ideas, and uh, but, but but I, I mean, it, it is it's a question like I, even I sat down and looked at it, I, and I wouldn't know if mm. there's something not right mm. uh, with the ward I live in. So it, I, I think until you see some proposals, which yeah. is going to happen uh, sometime between May and November of this year, right. um, they'll be returning the options report, right. and then having a second round of right. consultations. With, so we're still really early in the right, process. Right. And, and I would imagine that that once that happens, then yeah. people will will form opinions based on the lines on a map. And that sounds really familiar. In a <laughs> transit debate, board boundary review, you put lines on a map, and everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. Which you know, hopefully, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't. It's not like I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it actually brings more people out. So, uh, but it is interesting to to note that like Toronto is very much a city of well I can tell you what I don't want <laughs> no idea what I do our strength yes <laughs> um, let's just uh, for those uh, people who haven't been following along voter parity is one of the uh, the the determinants of of, mm-hmm. of how we re- redraw our ward boundaries communities of interest yeah, so talk about what does that actually mean? Because it sounds sort of... Well, I, you, you know, again, I, it's one of those ones where, well, what do you mean by a community of interest? Um, I, I, I would think, like, down here, Ward 19, Ward 20, you know, you have Chinatown. You have, uh, you have an, uh, I don't know, university area. Um, and like, things like Kensington Market are, are divided right just by Bathurst Street. Yeah. You know, I, I'm on the west side of Bathurst Street, so Kensington Market is in a different ward. So whether or not we... Uh, um, those should be, given how close we are to Kensington Market, that, that should that be a ward? Uh, and it, that brought up an interesting conversation, um, I think, at the North York one, when somebody asked, why are all the, why are all the current wards running... Elongated north to south. That was actually something that came up a couple of times. Oh, yeah. It did. Of um, and and both at uh, North York meetings. Interesting. Right. This this strikes me as interesting, partly because um, what they were talking about. These were people who live in North York because I asked them. Um, uh, but uh, their questions were about downtown. Of why is downtown the variance between north and south uh, in Ward Twenty? Right. You know, you look at the needs of people near the water mm-hmm. versus people, you know, at Bloor. Mm-hmm. Very different. Right. Right. Um, and and so I'll, that came up a couple of times where people were like, "Why don't they run east to west? Why don't we have little square blocks? Like right. why right. why are they shaped like this?" Right. And there was, and, and I haven't got to the bottom of it, but there was some like John Bar- Barber uh, jumped in, uh, yeah. jumped in on, on, on Twitter and, and suggested that they they were very deliberate kind of uh, boundary. Divisions between, uh, based on class, really. Going they go back, back to the Victorian, Victorian times. Victorian yeah. times. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so there's things like that, and 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 the one that sort of caught my, or the two things that sort of caught my um, attention, and and it sort of leads into the next uh, determinant here about natural and physical boundaries. But somebody in the North York uh, uh, meeting sort of talked about like Young Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big dividing line, and it, it creates some problems up uh, in Ward 16. And yeah. anyway, that, that's something else we we can talk about in a minute. But but you know, downtown you have you have Young Street, and it's just two lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so the 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 difference between the east side of Young and the west side of Young, say at Dundas, yeah. There's nothing really different there. You've got yeah. Eaton Center and 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 the young uh, Dundas Square. Yeah. But as you go up, as you go up north, and and 
uh, what is it around St. Clair or, or if it got it's young, in, in yeah, the sort of posh neighborhood where it narrows right down right uh, the, like two lanes but not even parking on the sides right, for a bit right. and it's very much uh, it doesn't feel like Young Street much of anywhere else right for a chunk right yeah because you're up, up where that where that review was up just mm-hmm. north of uh, Eglinton off Young on the on the west side of Young yeah. um, you know Young's like f- six lanes right? yeah. and so it's a very that can be a very distinct uh, boundary yeah. but if you're crossing six lanes uh, and and the other one that came that came up at that meeting uh, one gentleman was talking about uh, the 401 being a dividing it's one of the the physical boundaries that that we have mm-hmm. and he said you know there's where they are in North York the difference between uh, on, on south of the 401 and north of 401 was yeah. was negligible, mm-hmm. but as we pointed out, you know, you go towards Etobicoke, go to north of Etobicoke. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very stark change if to be south of the 401 and to be north of 401. Yeah. So, so, but we then just say, well, the 401 is a dividing line. And it's mm-hmm. like, should it be for the entire? Well, and that was that was something that did get brought up in uh, in Scarborough, and it might have actually been Councillor Ainsley who brought up that you know there's a portion of of eastern Scarborough where actually the 401 is not a dividing line. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, like yeah. So that was the, that's the second one. It, the communities of interest, natural and physical boundaries. So we're talking about big roadway or big man-made things, yeah. and rav- and then natural things like ravines and yeah. and, and or parks or parks. trails. Right. Yeah. Um, then you had historical boundaries, yes, uh, which is a funny thing, because um, I commented on it, and we, and we had a conversation with a group of people, because when we were out in Scarborough, you know, Victoria Park is a very definite. That's where Scarborough starts. That's where Scarborough has always started right. since right. the dawn of time. <laughs> um, when I first moved to Toronto, I lived at Warden and Lawrence. Right. So not very. It's, you could walk that on a nice day. Maybe at that time that was a line, but I've gone back many times since, and it's changed. Right. It's all changed, right. and I don't know that uh, Victoria Park is actually. A dividing line anymore, and well, and we had sort of that conversation from a few different angles too. Right. Of you know. Right, because we saw that map, right? Mm-hmm. Our friend David Haynes had the map, and the, the, the that again, I I don't know how they did it, but they marked it was bike usage, or they marked biking and, and walking. walking. Yeah, it was using uh, I think run timer. Oh, app okay. data, and he and yeah. he showed us Victoria Park, and there is once you get east of there, it got very dark, right? Yeah, and and so, you know, maybe Victoria Park is still a, a good boundary because it 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 delineates mm-hmm. a different built form uh, yeah. that then affects the neighborhoods. I I, I don't know, but yeah. I think I guess I take the, a different approach though. Of well, maybe that's a bad thing to preserve that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I feel like I look at. Okay, so it's been X number of years since amalgamation, right. and in 2031 it will have been almost an adult lifespan right. Right. of of time after amalgamation. Why are we holding on to these boundaries? Right. That uh, I guess I think about it on sort of an emotional level as right. a city of <laughs> of seeing people still identify as I'm Scarborough and we don't get our fair share and and that's a whole other conversation but the truth is we're Toronto we're the greater Toronto area actually we're the greater Toronto Hamilton area now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe Victoria Park does not need to be an impenetrable barrier maybe it would be helpful to have a few spots where it does dip over one way or the other um, to help break some of that mentality of like we don't get along. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and, and to try and lessen the the divisiveness that has been used by some politicians. Um, I would I would love to see a, a closer examination of you know how did we smoosh in East York and the city of York. Right. You know, like why are we only four divided areas right, now? Right. As right. opposed to six. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, so, right. Because uh, somehow we made at least part of it work a little bit. Right, right, right. 
And the other, sorry, the other last determinant that they had was the projected growth, and this is a big mm-hmm. one, right? The development, mm-hmm. and this is where you, this is where we're seeing the the huge discrepancies in in, in numbers and wards, right? because the development that's going on. Well, John Fillion's is a good one up uh, yeah. uh, northern Willowdale, north Willowdale. He's had an explosion. It's uh, the subway, the end of the subway up there. But it's even more than that, right? Or maybe it is just a subway. It's by uh, 401 where you see those, all those condo towers. And the Shepherd, I guess a little bit of the Shepherd. A Shepherd's. little bit along Shepherd. But so you have it up there and you have the, the growth in Ward 27 and Ward 20. And a little bit in 19, but 20 and 27 are, are growing mm-hmm. it huge. Yeah. And we know within 20 years, uh, Mimico, uh, like Ward 6 yeah. down at the very southwest. Which was really interesting to see those map projections mm-hmm. of... Now, the, the maps that we were shown at the consultation currently approved projects. Right, right. So it doesn't include anything else that might be built right. past when that's done. Right. But, you know, they have to go with what they have. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and to see in the west side of the city... This like South Etobicoke, Mimico, that area was the only place that had any growth. Right. North no. and of there, not a change. Yeah, there was a couple of, like wards three and four, right, right in the middle of Etobicoke uh, are projected Nothing. to drop. Which you know it goes, it goes right back to development and the whole Humbertown fight. Was mm-hmm. it Humbertown? It was Humbertown, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, oh, that was fun. Yeah, keeping, <laughs> you know, keeping their their historic. Feel of their small the village, village. Um, yeah. and and what may happen there is their numbers may drop. The, the oddest projection one for me, and I and I didn't, I I, I, I never had it explained or I never pursued it. But the the one big ward projected projected um, growth is Ward Forty Two, uh, right at the very top. Uh, I wonder if some of that's uh, projected growth. Was based on the, the LRT? expectation of a hope of a Scarborough LRT, because <laughs> yeah. I know a bunch of uh, condos around, like the Scarborough Town Center. Yep. Um, no, that's the, yeah, that's the, I think that's that's Ward Thirty Eight, but yeah, yeah. But, but but along that route, right. that projected LRT route, because I did look it up. Um, yeah, that's where a bunch of that <laughs> that growth, or at least reasonably accessible to what would have been better transit and then presumably better bus service right. from those stations right, as well. Right, right, right. Let's talk about like the pros and cons of, of some of the suggestions that came up. Mm-hmm. Right? And we've, all, we've talked a lot about, about the, uh, uh, the cut in half and that yeah. we, we, can, we can leave that. Um, I mean, I don't... I, 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 I have no time for that uh, kind of talk. Um, <coughs> and I hope it doesn't get very far along. Um, but... So that was a predominant one, but mm-hmm. the, the one that I found interesting was just aligning ourselves with what what will be what the expect expectation is that the the redrawn federal federal uh, ridings yeah will then be uh, adopted by the province when it gets around to doing this. So mm-hmm. so we should just follow along with that. Mm-hmm. And so what did you hear and what did you think about the the pros of that? idea so let's talk about scarborough and one meeting uh there that uh counselor Kerjianis was at mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and i wrote down what i was typing what he was saying as he was saying it uh because it's so different than uh perhaps what i would want um <laughs> So he was asking, you know, so what we're using right now is reflective of the 1998, sorry, federal boundaries. And one of the complaints he had was that, well, Scarborough should have more ridings um, and therefore votes on council Mm -hmm. or wards, sorry. Um, And uh, uh, he was also very certain. He's like, we are getting a subway to Ward 40, so our population is going to increase. And when the subway on Shepherd expands and matches that, um, you know, where it meets up, uh, we're going to get more. Um, and so I noticed that there's nothing in the uh, consultation or the consultant's projections for the Scarborough subway. 
Um, and he seemed quite uh, disappointed by that. It was interesting because he wanted more wards in Scarborough so that Scarborough had more votes and a voice on council. Mm-hmm. However, he also said that, you know, when you have a lot of people living in high rises, there's less work as a councillor than people who live M on the street in houses. Um, and so, you know, to make constituents in a high rise happy, all they need are bus shelters and exits onto the street, and then a whole building is looked after. Um, <laughs> they're not going to call you and say that their garbage hasn't picked up. So I could take care of 120,000 people, just give me a couple more staff. And so here he is wanting these huge wards. Right. <laughs> but more votes for Scarborough. And he went on, and it was very entertaining. Uh, I take it uh, just from you know how red his face turned and how his head shook side to side like an angry bull when somebody brought up uh, permanent resident voter uh, voting. Right. That, uh, that'll be an interesting conversation with him if it ever comes up. Um, but that mentality of... Yeah, that's fine. I want more votes for Scarborough, but I also, you know, want fewer wards somehow. (laughs) You know, some of the things that he brought up was, you know, well, when I was at a different level of government, um, uh, it made it easier to allocate funds to the city uh, if, you know, we were aligned and I didn't have to work with two or sometimes three different people. Right. Right. yeah, we heard that. We heard that a little bit, not just from him, right? Mm-hmm. We that first Scarborough one, the, the staffer from from uh, John McKay, I think yeah. the MP out out uh, that away, that away, the southeast. <laughs> no, yeah, southeast. Yeah, um, Scarborough, and and you know, you came away with the sense that 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 if we aligned with the federal boundaries, it would be much easier mm-hmm. for senior levels and their staff uh, uh, like how much money does the federal <laughs> government like on a regular basis negotiate with the city of Toronto right. with an individual counselor right yeah I don't you know like I, I don't know how often that conversation happens is that actually like a valid thing right I don't yeah. you know I, and I did find it I, I did find it a, a, an odd an odd thing that the government the level of government the federal government, who really has the least amount of uh, uh, dealings with with the residents of the city mm-hmm. are the ones that are deter- would be determining yeah. our wards, and I, I find that I, I, I find that a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I mean, we know there's some complaints already about how how the wards were broken up, uh, certainly over. Oh. Um, but St. Lawrence Market, uh, the yeah. St. Lawrence uh, area got got cut in half, right? Mm-hmm. I think is one of the complaints, and nobody. Yeah, there's it. like a weird. Yeah, so sliver. I don't know why we would just arbitrarily uh, align ourselves with the uh, with the redistricting that some people aren't very happy about. So. Well, and it's also, I mean, I I understand that it's about to change. Uh, I think. But still, the most recent federal uh, ridings had half of a Scarborough riding also included a chunk of Pickering. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, these weren't decisions made with the best interests of the city of Scarborough. No, no, no. Or, uh, sorry, the city of Toronto. Right. Um, well, <laughs> no, no decisions get made with the best interests of Scarborough. Heart. We all know that now. Well, I understand the... And the other, the other argument I heard was that, was that people... Get confused if if somehow their their MPs and their MPPs and their city councilor aren't I don't know representing the same area and I, mm-hmm. I I guess that could be true but as I've said to you before you know when we were doing some canvassing yeah I, I, uh, during the last municipal election we we found or I found people were confused anyway you'd knock at the door and they'd start they'd start demanding. The candidate cut my, do, cut my in my uh, car insurance. <laughs> cut my car insurance. Yeah. Do something about oh, Medicare healthcare. or yeah. healthcare. Yeah. You know, it was just, that's not us. And and <laughs> that and, came up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I I find the uh, I my sense was a little bit that that we're so closely aligned that people don't make a distinction between their levels of government and yeah. uh, or I or, or I hope that doesn't become the after. Cutting council in half. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope uh, aligning with the uh, federal and provincial ridings isn't isn't uh, 
one of the big determinants. I, I'm sure it will be because I think officially, yeah. for all three levels of government, it works better. But mm-hmm. I, but it, it again, it, it's one of those things that takes uh, the deciding of of the city out of the city's hands. <laughs> Our ability to, to to redefine Toronto mm-hmm. in, in amalgamated format, right? And and so I would like to pay less attention to the the the, the ridings, although. We already will because we're not going to we're not going to drastically carve up uh, what we already have. No, uh, no, um, and that was really that was something that uh, on the one hand I get it I, I understand that but um, change would be lovely but the changes that they're making at this point in time it sounds like what they'll propose is just to match where population shifts have happened. So if uh, like I know Scarborough Aging Court. Um, growth has happened in ways that sprawled across a bunch of areas, right. and um, and so I know that that was that was brought up quite a few times. Of like, look, we need to address this. Right. Um, right. These the community I think has like three pieces in, in three different wards. Right. Right. Um, so. Yeah, and, and and the other thing, like we sort of because we, we're doing some uh, work or doing the election up in. Ward one mm-hmm. and up in the northwest part of uh, of Toronto, yeah. and uh, what struck me uh, about that was uh, on our travels up, you know, mm-hmm. so you take the subway out to Kipling and the bus up up through Etobicoke, and wandering around there, and, and, and also when I was talking to some of the the candidates, mm-hmm. uh, um, that again we go back to this north south this north south orientation of some of the wards where it's like if you go up to northwest uh, northwest etobicoke mm-hmm. i mean ward one in terms of built form and population they they much more much more uh aligned as you go west as opposed mm-hmm. to going south right so yeah. uh, into ward seven up uh, yeah. that that area Ward 1 is unique, though, because not only is it at the actual northwest corner of the city, so it has the sharp edge right at the corner, but then its other boundary is the Humber River. Right, 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 right. Um, Which is interesting because, I mean, it's it's a boundary that makes sense Mm -hmm. in, in some ways because it does, you know, you, uh, I know some, some of the locals, uh, uh, you know, we're joking like, oh, you're crossing the wall when right. you when right. you right. cross the the bridge over the river, oh, whichever way you're going. <laughs> um, and so, on the one hand, like, yes, that that makes sense to have it divided as it is. However, based on its population, and interestingly enough, uh, it's it was one of the wards that did not have a lot of projected uh, growth. No. Uh, at all, no. Um, no. It didn't. Vary, it didn't seem to vary no. much. It, it stayed white on their maps, right? Yeah. It stayed, so yeah. it's, it seemed Which to stay the, within the within 10%. the ten to ten, yeah, ten um, above, ten below. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it does have more connections and is much easier to travel to to go east. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 So, which takes us back to why people need to get involved with this uh, when when the boundaries do get the project or the proposed boundaries do get uh, drawn up later this year. Mm-hmm. You know, people have got to because you know we can sit here and uh, through my few travels to various parts of the city say, well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. But the residents who live there and say, yeah, of course the Humber River is a divide. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, doesn't make sense to go any, either side of it yeah. to divide up the ward. Uh, people, the, the, the local voices have to be heard. And, because, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, there is one, there was one area, um, just on the other side of the Humber River at Ward 1, just as one example, was uh, Queen's Plate. Which uh, is a TCH uh, right. complex, mm-hmm. and it had more in common with Ward One. However, because it was on the south side of the river, right. it's in Ward Two. Right, right, right. Wow. So, yeah, this is you know you need you need people who live in these areas. Uh, just not, of course, have an opinion, but just their experience with yeah. like yes, I know. Like take a look at a map. You know this street. Right. Uh, this is where you work or go to school or, you right. know, it's two blocks from home. Well, I, I, and I'm, I'm sure I've told you this, but the, the funny thing is we, for years, lived just four or five blocks 
east of where we are now. And but it was just half a block north of college. Yeah. And we've we moved west and then half a block south of college. And and our orientation and this is just our we when we used to live north of college always going north going up to Harburg and going going to Bloor Street and moving just essentially a block a half a block to college and then a half block south our orientation now takes us takes us south and it's that and it's that and so it's that kind of thing where people have to really let the people who are going to decide this no no this actually is a this is a dividing line yeah. and 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 it has to be like we said the lived thing it can't just be again lines on a map yeah and the best part the best way to get that is to have more public input which hopefully the next round once there are some lines to criticize hopefully that will help with some of that okay i i you touched on it but i want i want to hear more because Mm -hmm. i i missed what sounded like the the most fun meeting and because you when you were talking about uh, counselor care giannis about a couple things but he also he also said a couple other Things that uh, oh, which things the things about the ethnocultural wars, the oh. gerrymandering <laughs> that happened in Wexford. I I literally just typed words as he was saying them. <laughs> oh, yeah. we were told we were told before the election that it wouldn't be long that we'd be missing Mike Del Grand, who uh, Jim Care Janice replaced. Right? Seems <laughs> so <laughs> difficult, and yet no, that first council meeting when he started talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, I see it." Defending I, I see it right Giorgio here. Mammoliti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I but, do miss Mike Del Grand. That's a feeling that I'm having right now. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. But he also said, and you you talked about it a little bit, like he was talking about. Um, uh, the high rises don't really need representation because they have building management. Yes, that was interesting to me, and that was something that it wasn't just him saying that. Right. I think he was the only counselor to say that. Right. right. But that was something that was brought up in North York uh, mm-hmm. in a couple of meetings. His premise there was that people in high rises don't need access to city councilors because they have building management <laughs> to meet all of their needs. And like I, I just I kinda wanted to pull him aside and unpack that a little bit, right. but I just I don't have that kind of space for uh, whatever that is. But it goes it, but it's because it's this thing that this perception that people in high rises don't vote, uh, most of them can't vote, uh, most of them are poor or uneducated, and this goes like condos and high rises, both of them somehow got lumped together, and that they don't actually have needs from the city, right? Which I find kind of fascinating, and and whether it's the perception of well, we have a pool in our basement, so what do we we don't need right. the city thing, or we have a gym in our in our right, mezzanine, right, right. so what do we need a community right. center for, right. um, or you know we all drive, so we don't need transit. Well, what's interesting is that you know, and I think again we hint we hint at a little bit of classism. Is that the word? Because yeah. you know here again in Ward Twenty. Mm-hmm. For I don't know how many federal and provincial and municipal elections that have happened here, everybody's talking about the changing demographic of the of the ward because of like Liberty Village and all yeah. the condo people. So yeah, yeah. they exhibit a real strong, or, or the perception is they have a strong political voice and movement. Mm-hmm. Get to some of the towers, the TCH uh, towers. Yeah. They don't really matter as much. So yeah. it's not even just it's not even a question of of, of towers. It's a question of poor's yes. and, and and the not yeah. poor's. Yeah, and that that's interesting because I went to uh, Maytree Foundation had a conference in uh, early 2014 right. that I went to, and they'd done a huge amount of uh, uh, who votes mm-hmm. analysis. Right. And what they brought back was that whole thing of, you know, education, income, whatever, living, home ownership versus renting, mm-hmm. not actually that big of a divide when right. it comes to right. who actually shows up to the polls. Right, right, right. Maybe that, that ignoring people in high rises will eventually drive down votes mm-hmm. because people are, you know, sort of summarily denied access to elected right. representatives. Right. Um 
Maybe, but, you know, to weigh that, okay, so you have 120,000 people in your ward, you can take care of them all because, you know, 60% of them live in high-rises. Well, good luck to you, sir. Right, right, yeah. And is that what we should expect or demand from governance? Yeah. For me, the 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 thing that that the one the one exchange it, it kind of struck me and I'm 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 sorry that I missed Jimmy Case um, involvement in this but uh, mm-hmm. was the last one we were at or that I was at mm-hmm. the North York one and we had this you know really engaged room uh, of people mm-hmm. um, a lot of BIA about, representatives yeah. and, and I think two or three different residents associations yeah. were represented in the room and then that the young kid. Right. Um, oh. he, uh, and, and again, I, 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 I don't know if it's important, but but he was. Uh, he looked like he was in his early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, young black guy. Young black guy, and I. I only I, black guy I had seen. Actually, the only black person I had seen at any of these meetings. Right. Um, and he said he yeah. he had the last he had the last question where he asked. Um, He'd listened very closely, like he was, uh, but he just he sort of asked the question. He said, "How will any of this? How will any of this redrawing boundaries help people in their everyday lives?" Yeah, you and, know, getting and he around, specifically mentioned work. like you know people who are struggling with poverty, mm-hmm. people who are are struggling with you know mental health or all of these other marginalizing uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Does this actually do anything for them? Like, is that something that's even part of your thought process? Yeah. And it was kind of a sobering end because he was the last person to speak. Yeah. And, and, and no one had an answer. Yeah. Uh, no, they, like, Not uh, the counselor who was present, nobody. The consultants. Yeah. Nobody had an answer for him. But I think, and, and I didn't have an answer. It's like, well, you're right. This just may be a geeky exercise that, that uh, political nerds like but um well i think i think in the one way of that it could help with that is um so beautiful i know we're getting sung out out. sorry (laughs) so i think the one way that and it took me a bit to sort of think about this but you know i think priority neighborhoods will how they're contemplated in mm-hmm. the placement yeah. of the lines, mm-hmm. I think that that will have a big impact. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if 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 people like, uh, you know, Councillor Kergianis mm-hmm. have their way, mm-hmm. they will just be marginalized again. They will be left to their building management. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, but I, again, I don't know how I don't know how you how, how you answer that. You, you uh, except that that it does matter in how their wards get drawn up, and and, and if if their voices are lost, if they yeah. uh, if so, I, and hopefully I don't think that will be. I I, 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 I don't think that. That will have much sway, mm-hmm. but I but I don't know. I, uh, there there was at uh, one of the meetings that you weren't at. Somebody did bring up. Uh, if we, as a city that's expected to have 3.2 million people by 2031, mm-hmm. if we insist on cutting the number of councillors, we will actually contribute to lack of diversification. You know? right. and, and this person brought up you know, the whole issue of how hard it is to kick out an incumbent right. without having a massive amount of name recognition. And, and um, so there's that. Um, and so what happens is if we have fewer wards, we're going to have a more male, more white council. Right. Um, whereas, if, this, if this last election is any indication yes. of how hard it is to get rid of them. Yes. And and so this person's uh, suggestion was, yeah, give us 64 councillors. Give us that. Because maybe we will then get some actual representation that looks like the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so again, that's something where it's like, you know what, if they bring back an option, report that has 64 possible wards maybe those new wards opens up an opportunity to help diversify the face of government and hopefully diversify policy and Mm -hmm. and how so I don't think it's impossible I don't know if enough people will stand up and say but this is what we want because this is possible this is what will give us a better city and achieve objectives even outside of the goal of redrawing war boundaries right right yeah and yeah I, I, in some ways it will come down to 
the sense of we need less politicians in our lives. It's just an anti-government sentiment yeah. versus... Well, and anti-cost. Anti- that was something that people bitched about so much. Well, you, you can hire a staffer for 30000 so but a counselor costs 100 and whatever. Right. Um, so just, you know, have like one counselor and a whole lot of staff. Yeah, yeah I, and I mean, it's and it's right. If bad representation is cheap, um, and if that's what we're looking for, then you know, mm-hmm. let's cut the council in half and oh, don't get many just staff. Have a mayor. Just have a mayor. John just have, Tory could do everything. <laughs> just Please have one magic. person. Yeah. And never have elections. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> and when that person dies, have their children take their place. <laughs> we're getting good at that too. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Good. Cool. That's yeah. Covered everything. All right. Okay. Sing us out. Sing us out, Slate. Sing us out. Sing us out. No, now. No. That's gonna be funny to hear. It's gonna be interesting to cut it. (laughs)